Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, guys. My name is Sarah Nicole, and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom, all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays. Subscribe, rate and review it, and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the Birds with Fire on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Hi guys, I'm literally recording from Airbnb in Tel Aviv, Israel. Gotta say, your bitch is a little superficial, little superficial bitch. Not even superficial, more like whenever I walk into a hotel or Airbnb, like I need to be wowed. And if I'm not, and if the smell of like chlorine or cleaning supplies doesn't enter my nostrils. And if I don't see the ding of cleanliness that I want, like I get a little bit upset because you never know what to expect with an Airbnb. Like you see pictures. They're obviously pictures that are really great pictures. So you're catching me at my first night here in our Airbnb in Tel Aviv. We're supposed to be here for 15 nights. So it's not like, oh, we're here for three days. Just, you know, so obviously also last time we were here, we had a gorgeous one and that one wasn't available. So I'm a little like my standards are high. So I'm trying to reel it in, relax, take a day without complaining and then see what we're going to do. But hi, hi guys. I'm so excited to do a solo podcast today just because I love sprinkling those in and I feel we have a lot to talk about. And for some reason, even though it's not true, I feel like I can say things on the podcast that I can say on Instagram. People hear this, Amanda. No, but let's keep pretending so I can spill the day. You guys, this is huge tea. This is major tea. This is crazy information that I have to tell you. I heard that Pete Davidson is in the process of getting his Kim tattoos removed. I can't say how I know it, but that's what I'm hearing. That he's in the process of getting his tattoo removed. Separately, I heard that he's pretty upset about the breakup. I think we already understood. And I think, did I share that? That she broke up with him? I think I did on the Keep Breakup podcast. 
which was obvious. Like, I feel like I was knew that that's what was going to happen. She worked with him. I feel like he's upset about it. It might have happened by phone that I also, you know, it's not 100% sure, but that's what I heard. That would make sense, though, because he's in Australia, unless they meant that it was by text. Anyway, so I hope everyone is doing really well. We had some really exciting weddings lately. We had Benefer 2.0 getting married after 20 years from the first time they were supposed to get married. They got married in Georgia. Ben's estate there is pretty, pretty extravagant. It was like a three-day thing. I think the most interesting thing about the wedding isn't that like Ralph Lauren designed three dresses that we don't really hear about. It's that Casey Affleck wasn't there. And they caught Casey Affleck in L.A. And when they asked him why he's not there, he was like, family stuff, like obligations. And we were like, "Okay, what does that mean? And then I guess he understood that it was being talked about, that people were, you know, apprehensive and wondering why he didn't make it. So he posted literally a paparazzi pic from like 2007 of Ben, Jen and him and then wrote like a little thing. What was so wild about it is not even the picture and what he wrote, but was that his girlfriend, who's 24 years old, commented on the photo writing that he's such a great guy. Wait, let me read it to you. Oh, my God. Where is? Oh, my God. Where the fuck is his girlfriend's? Oh, my God. The girlfriend deleted the comment, you guys. Oh, my God. Alert, alert, alert. The girlfriend fucking deleted the comment because it caused some waves. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so hilarious. No, literally his girlfriend's comment is gone. It said like, you're such a great person and such a great dad for staying for soccer practice. Who would have helped that kid who broke their arm? If not you, you're a great person. Oh my God. And her comment is deleted because it caused the waves. And by waves, it means I was screaming about it and even, you know, used it as my caption for my latest photo that I wrote that I couldn't, that I almost didn't make it because of soccer practice. Because obviously you guys, you know, could there be more going on? Could, you know, he be going through some custody thing, whatever. Could his kid be going through a hard time, whatever. But like at the end of the day, the girlfriend fucking wrote that he stayed for soccer practice. And that's fucking weird. Also, don't forget that Casey Affleck has a history of a lot of sexual misconduct allegations from the set of his movie. He actually settled those outside of court and even addressed them, but addressed them in a very like, yeah, it was kind of unprofessional what was going on. I've done a lot of research and and exploration and, and I've since understood what all this is about meaning, I guess, Me Too vibes. Like, you know, it was a very unprofessional set and unprofessional, but never really, really addressed it. It's wild how those things, you know, it's like we remember them now when Casey Alf becomes like a topic of conversation because he didn't come to the wedding. But it's like, wow, like that's a huge fucking deal. And yeah, I'm still shocked, you guys, that his girlfriend deleted the comment because it got too much attention and because he's like, what are you doing? So anyway, and his girlfriend's 24 and he's 47. And let me say this again. I've said this about different age gaps in Hollywood. An age gap isn't a big deal to me. Age is just a number. I could see myself, you know, falling in love with somebody who's older or younger. Like, it's fine. I think that when that happens and it's like cosmic and you fall in love with somebody who they are as a person, you know, regardless of age or gender or whatever the fuck, 
But I think when it's like literally just what you do and it's constant with Scott Disick, like Leonardo DiCaprio, even though Scott Disick might be dating Kimberly Stewart, which I would fucking die for because she is 43 years old and they've been longtime friends, like very longtime friends. And she's also she was on that show with Courtney, the cattle rich fucking show. So she knows the family. I feel like the family would support this. Could she be a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Oh, show. I mean, she literally had Benicio del Toro's baby, I'm pretty sure, from a one eight stand or something and kept it. Like, there's some wild story there. But you know what? I still like it. Don't ask me why. I'm really into it. I'm really fucking into it. The same weekend that Ben and Jen got married, Sarah Highland and Wells Adams got married, which, by the way, I'll say this here because, again, I feel like no one's listening. Wells Adams total vibe. Get it. Get why he's a bartender. Get the whole fucking thing. Sarah Highland. I feel like I have really good intuition about these things, guys. I really do. It's like a curse, a blessing and a curse. I don't know if she's faux real. I don't know if she's that, you know, goofy, silly, down to earth, like not into, you know, bougie. I don't know if she's that gal. I want to believe she is because Wells is so cute and because I did really love her in Modern Family. And you know, she's had a lot of health issues and I've always deeply, deeply felt for her for that. Like, wow, what a young, beautiful person who's so talented, who's working so hard dealing with such a fucking ordeal. But I don't know. I don't know if I got the vibe from her that I thought I would get. But still, when I did a poll on which wedding would you rather go to, Sarah and Wells or JLo and Ben, it was literally 80-20, 80 to fucking Sarah and Wells. But what's wild is Sarah's, Sarah and Wells' wedding was literally Bachelor Nation. And it's funny because I don't know if I'd want my wedding to be Bachelor Nation. She married Wells. Does that mean all of Bachelor Nation needs to be there from Nick Vile to fucking Kaylin and Dean to fucking, you know, all these uh, Bachelor Nation, you guys. It was a Bachelor Nation wedding sprinkled with fucking Jesse Tyler, who uh, officiated the wedding, which that's beautiful. And he's really sweet. So I want to believe that if he's friends with her and he's really sweet, that she's really sweet. But I don't know. I just thought like she would have a vibe that I would want to vibe with. And I'm not sure about that. I will say, though, I did get a message about the Benefer wedding. Someone wrote to me that they have a coworker that works for the catering company. She worked the full weekend and she came back saying it was a drag. They were both very self-absorbed. Ben gave an hour and a half speech. I fucking hate wedding speeches. JLo performed her entire wedding Saturday night and then played it through twice during brunch on Sunday singing. She also said that Matt Damon was super nice and the band that played Friday Night performed, Scotty doesn't know. And he got on stage and sang it with them, which I love. I could see this, you guys. The thing is people are like shipping Benifar and are like, oh, that's great. It's a beautiful love story. And I'm in those people, but I'm also like, I don't care that much. And I don't know why I don't care. And I feel bad for not caring. And then I like look into them and I'm like, but we should care. This is such beautiful. You know, they went through a lifetime. They've had kids. They marry different people, all this shit. They're back together. They're each other's person. We should be happy for them. Yet people like they got married and I feel like it should have been the most important fucking headline. And I feel like it wasn't. Her dresses should have been the most important thing to come out. And I feel like they weren't. They were also not that exciting. They were kind of boring. And Jen is just a confusing type because on one hand, you're like, she's Jenny from the block. Like she's, you know, relatable. She grew up in the Bronx. Like she's a hard worker. She's all these things. But at the same time, we do hear a lot of things about her that are different sometimes that she's not this super nice 
person that whatever. And Ben, like who the fuck knows what the fuck is up with him aside from the fact that he drinks Dunkin' Donuts and chain smokes like a motherfucker, which like, you know, I love the occasional seg. You know, I love celeb smoking, but do I love celebs, you know, having a really terrible addiction and like picturing his breath, his Dunkin' Donut coffee cigarette breath. Like I'm not going to be turned on by that. No, thank you. But I still think that they deserve all the love and the support because they're fucking Ben Affleck and Jennifer fucking Lopez. I am so happy to partner with Element. It's an electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing that you don't. And that means lots of salt, but no sugar. So you don't have to be like Michael Phelps and work out a ton and need to replenish with electrolytes. You could also just need to replenish with electrolytes because you're hungover or you just feel like you need a little boost of life. I literally swear, and I've shared this on my Instagram, that there are some days where I'm like lifeless and Element is the only thing that brings me back to life. And it's really nice to have that. True story. I'm away right now, as you know, and my mom texts me and she's like, where is the Element in your house? She's obsessed. And she also told me that it just makes her feel so good. It's because it has no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, and no BS. It helps anyone with their electrolyte needs, and it's perfectly suited for anybody following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. Electrolytes help facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. So anyway, I love it. It's the electrolyte drink that I recommend, and it's offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. So that's eight single-serving packets free with any element order that will also help you decide what flavor you like for future purchases. That's a great way to try all eight flavors. So get a drink at drinklmnt.com slash not skinny. That's drink, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash not skinny to get the deal. That deal is only available through the link. So you have to go to drinklmnt.com slash not skinny to get that. Okay, I told you guys already that like Macy's is the goat. Okay, bring back department stores, bring back a one stop shop. You know what I mean? Macy's in Herald Square, that's a monument. That's like you come visit that. Literally, you want a jewelry department? Go. You want a skincare department? Go. You want a men's department? Go upstairs. You want a women's department? Go downstairs. You want juniors? Go to floor three. Like that was the life. That was the life. So go back to Macy's to go back to the essentials, especially now that Labor Day is coming up. Enjoy the last bits of warm weather this Labor Day. So whether you're soaking up the sun at the beach, packing up for a picnic, or hosting a BBQ, Macy's has the fun bathing suits, double-duty sunscreens, fluffy towels, jewel-toned serveware, and so much more to wrap up this gorgeous summer on a high note. So head over to Macy's.com. That's Macy's.com, you guys, and check out everything you need for this Labor Day. Like, that's what I don't get. Why would you even go to different shops to find, you know, the towels and then a bathing suit online? And then, no, you can go to Macy's and find everything there and they have great deals. They have designer items. They have everything and more. So this Labor Day, head over to Macy's.com. That's Macy's.com, you guys. I also want to talk about Aubrey O'Day. 
Aubrey O'Day. She was in Making the Band. She was in the P. Diddy Making the Band. I fucking live for that shit. I wanted to be her. She was one of those people. Like, I wanted to be Britney. I wanted to be Aubrey O'Day. I thought she was so cool. I love their songs. The Showstopper. All that fucking shit. I had Danny Kane in my iPod fucking Nano. Okay? I'm bringing it way back. I listened to their songs. I watched her dance. She had it all. She was like a triple threat to me. And then she went and got a bunch of plastic surgery. I don't know. Blew her lips up. Blew everything up. She was on that reality show with Polly D, which like, by the way, have I had sexual dreams about Polly D? Yes. More than once? Yes. Also, yes. And it just keeps on kind of getting worse. She's photoshopping herself a whole bunch. Her recent scandal has been that somebody did a TikTok that they were like, listen, Aubrey O'Day is literally photoshopping herself into places in the world as if she's traveled to them and visited them, like different monuments, the Maldives, like all these places. And she's getting like literal stock photos and photoshopping herself on like swings in the air. And then she came out with the statement and was like, you know, I'm an artist, which I didn't get if she was trying to say, yeah, this is all fake. Like I'm an artist. If she was trying to say like that, it just seems like that. I'm not sure, but I'm not also sure that all is well. So that's an Aubrey day. I don't know. I kind of want to have her on my podcast. I'm just saying, kind of want to have her on my podcast. Then we have Miss Demi Lovato, who just celebrated her 30th birthday. And before you out me, she goes by they, them, and she, her. So relax yourself. So she just had her 30th birthday, which we love. We love when people reach their 30s. It makes me feel better about myself. And it makes me you know, I just love people in my age bracket. So I just want to say a couple things. A, happy birthday, Demi Lovato. Secondly, Demi Lovato, you can pull off a pixie cut or whatever the fuck that short haircut is called better than like anyone. Put Demi in long hair, not so great. Put Demi in this short pixie cut, amazing. Like I feel like the short hair looks better on her than any other cut she's had. Not everybody can say that. And that just shows you how gorgeous she is. And I feel like we forget that, that she's so gorgeous and she's just so talented because she's had so much drama recently. And I feel like I've had animosity towards her recently, even from watching her documentary. And like I said, again, back to my intuitiveness with people, I kept on feeling like she's lying. I kept on feeling like when she was talking about overdosing or talking about using or being, you know, California sober, all this stuff. We're talking about the different people and their roles in this and and what had happened. I was just like, I'm not sure I believe you. That's just how I felt. I felt like something was off. I felt like I'm not a hundo. I don't know if you're a hundo. What actually went down? Your family's kind of weird. That's a telling. Like when families are fucked up, they fuck you up. And all of our families are fucked up, okay, in some way or another. But if you get like unconditional love and support from fucked up parents, you can turn out okay. If you don't and your parents are fucked up and they don't give you the unconditional love and support, which it didn't seem like her mom was all that involved or was all that there. I feel like these kids are let run rampant. Like even Justin Bieber, like he posts his dad who like is 25 years old and he's, I love you. But I feel like his dad is more of like his cousin. I don't know that his dad is like really parenting him. And I feel like with Britney Spears also, I mean, she fucking hates her parents now. And I feel like a lot of these kids needed parents to ground them. Look at Addison right now with her fucking psycho dad, Marty. Yeah. Marty fucking Marty Lopez posting weird ass TikToks. The mom dating young goth. What's his name? (laughs) Young Gravy and and she unfollowed Addison. Oh my God. These parents need to do a better fucking job is what I have to say. 
But Demi Lovato, on that note, is dating. She's dating a musician and he seems to be really into her. And to me, it seems like they might have been together only for a month just because I saw that she commented on one of his posts. They work together. Jordan Lutz. He's a musician. He has red hair, so he's kind of the vibe of Addison Rae's Omer Fetty boyfriend, which by the way, Addison Rae was just in Israel before I left. She came with her boyfriend to visit. But anyway, he's 23 years old, but he's super into her and he wrote her a beautiful birthday caption. Also, he's Canadian. So we know Canadian people are amazing and he helped produce her album. So that's where I believe that they met. But anyway, she had a 30th birthday. He was there. Kate Beckinsale was there. Kristen Stewart was there. Paris Hilton was there. Ashley Benson was there. She had a lot, a lot of people there and looked fun. I wonder if she's still sober. I wonder what the fuck is up with that. Okay. Don't Worry Darling is a movie that we've been hearing about for the last two and a half years. Okay. DWD. It even has a fucking shortcut. How does it have a shortcut? How do people still don't know that NSBNF is not skating enough out? How does Don't Worry Darling have DWD? And people are talking about it like, oh, DWD. Like, what is going on? So, this is the movie with the most anticipated release date, with the most anticipated just everything. Like, people are dying to see what happens on the screen. People are dying to see what happens when it comes out. People are dying to see the red carpet with fucking Florence, Harry, and Olivia. Like, we're dying to know what's going on. Even though I watched the trailer and I was literally like very confused about what's, what the fuck is going on. What's the premise? What is this about? But as you guys already know, lots is going on here, especially because if you go a little bit a little bit back to that first paparazzi picture we got of Harry and Olivia at his manager's wedding, and we started digging, what's the timeline? How are they together? What happened with her and Jason? All this shit. And you remember me having a little inside scoop and telling you guys, listen, Olivia is trying to make it seem in the press like her and Jason broke up. She started this movie, met Harry, fell in love, blah, blah, blah. And I was saying, listen, I have literal knowledge that she wasn't broken up with Jason. She was in a bubble filming, don't worry, darling, because it was heavy Corona times and her and Harry fell in love and she blew up her family, blew up her life. Is that, does that mean she's a bad person? No, she fell in love. That's fine. I don't want to vilify her. I, I literally am. I'm literally traumatized because when I post about her, I get a bunch of Harry Stan, his toxic fandom accounts being like, yeah, Olivia's horrible. Burn the bitch. And I'm like, okay, that is not my vibe. I'm just trying to understand the timeline here. I'm also not saying Jason fucking Sudeikis is Ted Lasso. Like we don't know that. And I agree that we shouldn't be always making women out to be the bad ones. And the guys, oh, poor Ted, like Ted, (laughs) poor Ted. See, I'm doing it. Poor Jason. Like who knows that he's poor Jason? Who knows what the fuck he did? But I am confident in the person that told me. And I want you guys to trust me that that is what happened. Whether Jason and Olivia's relationship was on the rocks, I don't know. But the fact is that she fell in love with Harry and broke up her family. It's fine. It happens. A man would do it. We would probably judge. That I don't agree with. When it's, oh, if a man did it, you know, everyone would be like, okay, no, we'd probably judge and fucking hate him. And it would be okay. We'd be like, no, it's fine. We hate him as a gross ass man that blew up his family and his wife and his kids. I also heard that you do blow up your life for Harry Styles. That's what you do. So we would all fucking do it. But obviously there's a lot fucking going on because if it was like amicable and they broke up way before and then, you know, she just happened to get with Harry on the set, then Jason Sudeikis wouldn't want to serve her in the middle of fucking Comic-Con or whatever the fuck that event was that he served her at in front of everybody. 
And she's so traumatized by that. She's so upset by that. She's saying pretty much saying that was like intentional and that he wanted he wanted to do that to embarrass her at her place of work. She just did a Variety interview. She did the cover of Variety. What's her writer's name? Elizabeth Wagermeister. She's amazing. She's the chief correspondent at Variety and she's amazing. What's interesting about this article is that, okay, now we're getting into some dramas aside from the Harry and Olivia shit, is that Florence didn't really post about the movie people have started to wonder, why isn't she posting about the movie? Does she hate Olivia? Rumors started circulating. I have kind of knowledge that she did hook up with Harry before Olivia hooked up with Harry. Could she be salty about that? I don't know. By the way, her and Zach broke up, but were her and Zach together when she was filming? Again, kind of iffy, right? We don't know. We're not sure. But then rumors are going about that she her saltiness towards Olivia was more because she thought Olivia was like unprofessional on set. She brought her kids around when she was like with Harry or she, you know, gave preferable treatment to Harry and shit like that. But anyway, this Variety article came out. I have to say this. She is a smart, motherfucking, talented, beautiful woman that like, I feel like such a fucking dumbass reading her interview because I'm like, I am a dumbass. Like I as a lot of you love to point out, say like a lot. I also do get insecure about my vocabulary. You know, I'm bilingual. I grew up in two different places. Sometimes I do wish I could express myself better. And Olivia fucking wild is just amazing. And I want to definitely give her that credit. I will say that, you know, again, it doesn't seem like things are looking drama free because Flo declined to be interviewed for this story. Her publicist said she's filming Dune in Budapest and she couldn't. However, Harry Styles emailed in his answers to the article. So Flo, pretty sure you could get internet access in Budapest. That makes me think, like we like to say, where there's smoke, there's fire. And doesn't seem like all is dandy there, though Olivia is super professional and the way she speaks about flow is super high and mighty. Like she's amazing. This is who I wanted for the role. Anyway, a big thing that she said about Jason in this interview is that, you know, about the whole surprising her with the being served in front of everybody. She said, sadly, it was not something that was entirely surprising to me. I mean, there is a reason I left that relationship. Sorry, it was CinemaCon, you guys. It was at CinemaCon and she's pretty sure it required forethought because she said that you would had have to jump hurdles to get through the badges and the COVID tests days in advance and the wristbands and all the shit to get there, to get on stage. She also denies the pay disparity that w- were circulating about the difference between Harry and Olivia's salary. And she said there are a lot of, you know, there's a lot of talk going on about this movie, pay disparity, like feuds, shit like that. But she didn't address the feud. She did address the pay disparity and said that that's not true, that as a woman and as a woman in this industry, she would have never let that happen. Another interesting thing, if you guys don't remember, Shia LaBeouf, whatever the fuck, was supposed to be in this role. This was before the allegations that came out about him by his ex FKA Twigs, who sued him for sexual battery. So this was before. I remember always thinking, oh, that's why he was let go of the film and Harry replaced him. 
But no, he was fired before. I think, I mean, Olivia says that she, basically she was kind of saying that he's unprofessional and she didn't want him in the film. She also says that Harry was her first choice. So they went back to Harry because it was COVID and he didn't have to tour. But really one of the most important things here to me was that like flowed in right in, not even a fucking sentence. And Harry did. Okay, so I am obsessed with Dipsy. It's such a freaking genius idea. It's basically like podcasts, mini podcasts for you horny bees. I'll give you an example. When she moved back to her hometown, Gia never expected to run into Jack. But when she sees him at the local dive bar, she finds herself drawn to him all over again. Want to know what happens next? Or maybe you want to know a whole lot more. So that's like one of the sexy stories on Dipsy. Okay. Do you have a summer fantasy, a whirlwind romance in Italy, maybe? getting wet, dancing in a warm rainstorm, or maybe an unexpected summer fling. Dipsy has a sexy story for all of you to indulge in any fantasy. So Dipsy is basically an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women form women. They bring these stories to life with immersive soundscapes and characters. So no matter what you're into, what turns you on, there's going to be something on there for you, whether it's you know, meeting a hot dude with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. So for listeners of my show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash not skinny. So that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to Dipsy, that's D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash not skinny, dipsystories.com slash not skinny. You guys know my obsession with the Sakara Signature Meal Program runs deep. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and enjoy it with delicious food that's nutrient dense, that's amazing, that's delicious, and that's ready in your fridge. You don't got to do nothing. You don't got to do nothing. You just got to eat it. And it's so good. Oh, maybe shake it because it comes with the salads that they have, especially for lunches that are so unique and they're always made with a variety of different veggies, some that you never heard of, but it always kind of explains what superfoods are in the meal. And it's just so good. So you can shake, shake, shake your salad. I would recommend doing Saqqara. You don't have to do it for life. You don't even have to do it for a year. I think that it's really great if you're looking to kind of reset, reboot your system and you're like, wait, I forgot how to eat healthy. Like I literally forgot this happens to me all the time. Like what does one eat when one wants to be healthy or I've been eating a lot of crap. I came back from vacation. You know, I'm not feeling too well. Like my stomach is off. My gut is off. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. So all their meals are made with plant rich ingredients, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It boosts energy, supports your digestion. It curbs your sugar cravings. It gets your skin glowing. Plus, it's delivered right to your door, ready to eat. So right now, Sakara is offering my listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash not skinny and enter code not skinny at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash not skinny to get 20% off your first order, sakara.com slash not skinny. Okay, so the DWD drama continues after Olivia Wilde mentioned on her in her variety interview that, you know, she had to fire Shia LaBeouf because his work ethic didn't match what she was looking for. Shia denies he was fired from Olivia Wilde's Don't Worry Darling. 
and says, I quit her film. He literally sent email messages to Variety on August 25th, denying he was fired, instead claiming he quit the film due to lack of rehearsal time. He forwarded emails he claims have sent Olivia on August 24th and August 25th after the story was published. In the emails he wrote, you and I both know the reasons for my exit. I quit your film because your actors and I couldn't find time to rehearse. He also includes screenshots of text messages he sent to Olivia in August 2020, where he told her he'd have to back out of Don't Worry Darling. Uh, As you know, he was cast as a lead actor, Jack, who is now played by Harry Styles. According to the text, Shia and Olivia met in person in L.A. to discuss his exit from the film on August 16th, 2020. Later that night, she texted him, thanks for letting me in on your thought process. I know that isn't fun. It doesn't feel good to say no to someone. I respect your honesty. I'm honored you were willing to go there with me for me to tell a story with you. I'm gutted because it could have been something special. I want to make clear how much it means to me that you trust me. That's a gift I will take with me. He also included a video to Variety that Olivia sent him on August 19th, two days after he claims he quit. In the video, uh, Olivia is driving and is saying, not ready to give up on this yet. She also alludes to the tension between Shia and Florence, who stars in the film as Alice, and says, I feel like I'm not ready to give up on this and I'm too heartbroken. I want to figure this out. You know, I think this might be a bit of a wake up call for Miss Flo. And I want to know if you're open to giving this a shot with me with us, if she really commits, if she really puts her mind and heart into it at this point, and if you guys can make peace, and I respect your point of view, I respect hers, but if you guys can do it, what do you think? Is there hope? Will you let me know? So the little Miss Flo, you guys, like, is that a little snark? Is that a little poke poke? This is again, where there's smoke, there's fire. Something went on with Flo. It looks like there was tension also between Flo and Shia. It looks like Olivia maybe was kind of like little Miss Flo. So very, very odd. He also sent another text where Olivia wrote to him, you don't have to be in my movies, but don't ever doubt me. We pinky promise that means something in my house. Shia then goes on to include the email he wrote to Olivia after her variety piece came out. It was really beautiful, but also like literally Shia, you just called her out to the fucking masses and you're going to write a sweet email to her. Basically, he was writing that he has an amazing little girl, that he embarked on a journey that feels redemptive. He's sober for 627 days and he wants to make amends. But why he really is writing this email is because as much as he was flattered by her mentioning that he's a great actor and such, he doesn't like the narrative that he was fired. Uh, He says, you and I both know the reasons for my exit. I quit your film because your actors and I couldn't find time to rehearse. I have included as a reminder the screenshots of our text exchange on that day and my text to Toby. So sounds like maybe Flo was the problem. Like she wouldn't rehearse with him like in his schedule. I don't know. He wrote, I know that you're beginning your press run and that the news of my firing is attractive clickbait. But he doesn't want that. He doesn't want that narrative out there. Firing me never took place, Olivia. And while I fully understand the attractiveness of pushing that story, it is not the truth. And I'm humbly asking as a person with an eye towards making things right, that you correct the narrative as best you can. I hope none of this negatively affects you and that your film will succeed. You guys, don't worry, darling, doesn't even need a motherfucking press tour because of the amount of fucking press and the amount of hype and the amount of drama surrounding it, which I don't even know if at this point it's good or bad. 
honestly. But what I do know is there is a lot of drama. What I also know is that I saw a little clip and don't hate me, Harry fans, but like, I'm not really sure about Harry's performance, but I don't know. I don't know. But I'm looking forward to seeing this because so far it's a motherfucking train wreck. Anyway, can't wait to see this movie. Can't wait to judge. I feel like, you know, getting high expectations isn't a thing that people would want in their film. But I think if she wanted press for the film, she motherfucking got press for the film. Now I want to move on to Bethany Frankel. Do you guys remember I posted about a month ago, the DM that I found that I wrote to her. It was like, if you could please check out my page in 2017. I love you. I feel like you have a big mouth like me or whatever. I really did look up to Bethany. I watched her on Houses of New York from the beginning. And I always thought that, you know, she's so outspoken. And she reminded me of me in that way that like, you know, my mom always tells me you have such a big mouth, like for better or for worse. And I felt like Bethany was like that. She has such a big mouth. She says whatever she thinks, what she means. It could get her in trouble or it could be really fucking awesome. So it was related to that. So I wrote her that message in 2017. Everyone was wondering if I got a reply. I didn't. And it didn't matter. I didn't even get a reply like when I posted an out, which is fine. I really, that wasn't the point of it, which is funny because I heard not all the housewives like her. So yeah, some of them were like, yeah, of course she didn't answer you. She wouldn't have answered you. That's who she is. So she's not liked by all. If you follow her on TikTok or on Instagram, you notice that she started doing skincare reviews. People are loving it. I think that she's looking for engagement and looking for things that would get people excited and people get excited for honest reviews of skincare and beauty and whatever the fuck. I could tell from her review of skin by Kim that she fucking hates the Kardashians because every review she does, she finds something nice to say and like something a little judgmental with skin. It felt like she was just being judgmental. And I remember watching it and saying, I really like skin. And I got what she said because she said that it's like not very travel friendly because it's like big. But I was like, hmm, she doesn't like the Kardashians. I have a feeling. And then she went on to say, you know, TikTok isn't showing her videos, like whatever she was spinning. Then she posted a video, a reel of her just hating on the Kardashians being like, you know, I've, I've been silent long enough. No one will say this. So I will. And was basically like, how are they role models? And is this what we're putting out to our kids? Like people that look like this and, and just want, you know, are greedy and want to be rich and want to change themselves and want to be rich. And I don't know what the fuck she was saying, but she was hating. She was hating for a whole reel, for a whole little reel. Then after that, she literally posted a reel acting as if the Kardashians are the fucking mafia and saying that like ever since she spoke out against the regime, that it's so scary because everyone's telling her to not mess with these people, to not screw around, that she has too much to lose. But she's not scared. She doesn't want to be a follower. You know, she wants to call out people and have an opinion and be honest and straightforward. And, you know, Kris Jenner wants to take her down and have her videos never show up or whatever she thinks is happening, you know, then be it because she had to speak out against, you know, the evil. I don't know. I just felt like it was like, this is what I think. I think she posted that video about the Kardashians hating, you know, saying all the things she was saying. And I think she got a lot of love and a lot of engagement, whether it was from people that agreed and were like, yeah, they're awful. Or the engagement could have been partially negative. I feel like 
it's fine if you want to say something. Don't make it like your entire personality, you know? Also, you're not being censored by a corrupt government, like literally. And nobody's censoring you. Like this is all made up. You're not going to... Chris Jenner doesn't fucking run Instagram. Stop. This is like, what? Also, you're acting like everyone in the world likes the Kardashians and you're the only person that doesn't. Like, hello? Do you know what fucking hate they get on the daily basis? You know how every article they get interviewed for, every brand they come out with anything they do they get fucking criticized it's just weird because she's acting like she's the first person to say this and she's the first person to have some fucking balls and she's not but I just feel like it's kind of cruel I just don't know I just feel like what they fucking do to you what are you like yeah she has her be strong and she's helping the world and I give her way props for that and but she's not perfect like she didn't I don't know relax me relax I feel like Find your niche, like whatever you want to be. If it's skinny girl and then saying you don't work out and don't hit whatever she's doing, do. I don't know. Do it. Do whatever you want to do. But I just felt like that was a lot. And I just felt like, I don't know, in my world, which is also like B's world, don't you want to be cool? Like she's cool with Paris Hilton. You're cool. Be cool with them. Do the thing about skin. Say if you like it or don't like it. Kim wouldn't fucking care to just be cruel about them? What does that give? Listen, I'll say this and I'll say it again. They are nice people. They are good to work with. Deal with it. That's the fucking truth. You know what I mean? They're nice to their fans. They they, they recognize their fans. Look at my co-host, Colty Baby from Cards Catch Up. He is a super fan and he has just been invited to a couple of their events in LA. They said hi to him. They posted with them. Kim commented on this photo. Kim literally told me like he's the sweetest thing ever. Like they're nice to their fans. They recognize when people love them and support them. And, and it's really nice. And literally, I don't think, I don't know. It just, it annoys me. And maybe because, you know, of my relationship with them, but also just because I'm like, why? Like, why? It's not like they did something fucked up right now that, that hurt someone. I don't know. I, I didn't really like it. And I heard from a lot of you that you also think that way. And, and I was a little pissed about it. TBH. I was a little pissed about it. But, you know, do you be? Can you know who else is doing him? Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, you guys, because Nick Cannon fucking is having another baby. Nick Cannon is fucking having another baby, you guys. This is not a false alarm. And let's all just stand by here and pretend like it's normal and pretend like this man doesn't have an issue. He's about to become a father for the 10th time. And I know this is confusing because this is his ninth baby because one of his babies died, you guys. So don't forget that. That's super sad. But it's his 10th child with Brittany Bell. It's his 10th child. And are we saying congratulations? What are we saying at this point? Because obviously it's like weird. Like obviously you have an issue. But let's just pretend like, it's okay that you're just like impregnating all these people and having so many baby mamas. I don't know. It freaks me out a little bit. But then again, you're like, okay, Tristan Thompson, everybody fucking hates him for what he did. Do people hate Nick Cannon? His baby mamas aren't like coming together and being like, he's an awful father. He's not paying. Maybe he's a good father to all of his babies. Maybe they sign like insane NDAs. Like what, what is going on? Like, I must know. I must know. Anyway, you guys, that's really all I have to say today. Might have been a little heated. Might be the jet lag. Might be the wine. 
might be the Airbnb that I'm still warming up to. But I have to say, I miss you guys a lot. And when I get back, we'll definitely convene in some way all together. I wish I could just call you up and just talk. But anyway, I love you. Always, always know that I'm with you. I literally got a message this week from a follower saying that she's pregnant. She told me first. Isn't that beautiful? Which like I get because think about it, like telling her friends or telling her family is like real. Telling a person that will never be able to, you know, do anything with that information just feels safe. And it makes me really happy to be in that position. Makes me happier than anything. Anyway, I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in today. I love when we, you know, have a one-way chat. It's really, really fun for all of us. Okay. Rate and review the podcast. Okay. Rate and review. And if you're too lazy to review, if you're too lazy to review, then just rate, just give it a old five stars. Listen, I get so many cute reviews from people that I just want to fucking hug. And if you do one that's super fucking cute, then maybe I'll read it. Let's say let's read a cute one now. Aww. Oh, Amanda, Commanda, Amanda. Thank you for giving me something to look forward to weekly when it's just me, myself, and I. Your page provides my nightly reading and your podcast provides my weekly chill, laugh, tea. Can't imagine my walks without you. Fucking bitches, you all walk. So happy to be part of the best small following ever. Love you guys. Love you guys so much. I'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. Are you one? One. Are you two? Two. Do you love your mommy? Mommy. Say mommy. Mommy. Say Abba. Abba. Say Leo. Leo. <laughs>